0: Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go.
1: Hey Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How's Addison?
0: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You don't have to yell. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's who I am. That is true. You are a loud person. <laughs> oh, anything fun happen this week?
1: Oh, this week not a whole lot going on. Uh, did work on the exterior a little bit more over the weekend, so heads are on, intake is on. Uh, still got to do a little bit of uh, torquing and releasing of the heads and intake as a pair to finish that up, and then I'll be bolting on the rest of the
0: components. Gotta follow the fourteen steps, huh? Fourteen steps. Fourteen steps to making friends and keeping them.
1: You know, I just thought it was interesting because in the process of torquing things down, you torque down the head almost all the way, both heads, and then you release the torque on the heads, and then you torque them just a little bit, and then you torque down the intake in a two- or three-step process, and then you release the intake, and then you torque down the heads again in a three-step process. Huh. And then you torque down the intake again in a three-step process. So that's the fourteen-step process. About I don't know if all of that adds up, but um, it's just interesting. I'm used to working on an old pickup, and yeah, you, you know, you're not trying to torque things down and loosen them, at least that I'm aware of. But uh, Nissan wants you to. I just I assumed that once you got it to torque, that you didn't want to ever release that again.
0: But sounds like it has something to do with our topic last week of gasket clamp load and. They're just trying to get, get everything right seated
1: and seated right, so as it heats up, you're not going to have movement or loosening. And so, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. it's just different. It's just interesting.
0: Sounds like you got the process rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're getting everything back together. I'm excited to hear how the thing runs. You can start driving for lunch.
1: I, okay. That's fine. You know, I'll have the <laughs> e-golf, something different, <laughs> but uh,
0: regardless. Then you can get working on that bike, huh? Yeah, that's the point. be a motorcycle rider with a motorcycle podcast. Oh, you know. If only. That's what I'm aspiring <laughs> to be. Fair enough. You got the right outfit today. Do I? Yeah, I know it's not a visual media, but you're looking very biker today. Am I? Is Good for it you. A Must a be flat? the weather got colder. Is that why? Maybe. You got out the thicker clothes and you're ready for, uh, I'm sure that's going to come off great in the audio I'm covering format. covering All the swishing. Your eyes are your, bothering me. You're wearing a <laughs> your <laughs> jacket. <laughs> I got a little bit done this weekend too. Ended yeah, up to uh, ended up getting some work done on the dirt bike. Took the tank apart. Got the uh, got the carburetor out. Got the two screws that were uh, that were destroyed. Right, the heads were were eaten by improper screwdriver use, both from the previous person and me not using impact immediately. Oh, me trying to get them out normally like the other two came out. I should have just gotten the impact, the manual impact on it immediately. Seeing that they were a little bit you know, shredded, I could yeah. have probably done it just fine, but I had to drill them Used uh, use an easy out and get those out. Oh, darn it. That's not that bad. I mean, it's a little, little uh, brass screw, so drilling and getting that easy out started and everything is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. So it came out pretty clean. Um, yeah, got that all apart and it, from cleaning it up exterior-wise last time. Looks like it'll be pretty simple, but the inside was definitely gunky, definitely had a lot of grime. It's ready for a good cleaning. Okay. Uh, I'll take a look at the... Uh, the jets and make sure that that's not a problem. Uh, hopefully don't need to replace those, but between that and the reeds, I should have that bike running pretty good again. Sweet. And then, uh, yeah, I got a little bit of work done too on the uh, the GL500. The Ooh. Gladiator project ended up cleaning out, got some gasket remover and cleaned out the old, basically the surface, removed and cleaned up the surface for the mechanical seal on the water pump outlet. Oh, sweet. So it was pretty... Clearly, hand glued in with RTV. Going back to last week's conversation, really, uh, as well as clearly, the entire, basically, every surface that had should have been gasketed was RTV'd shut, which would explain why it leaked so terribly. Mm. Now,
1: so, on that, is it? It's a mechanical seal. Is it supposed to have RTV? So, is so the
0: mechanical seal has a glue with it. Um, both the Yamaha and the Honda, the, both are the same size and basically equivalent replacements for each other. Have a blue glue that is actually blue. Yeah, I know blue glue. Okay, blue goo glue. Blue's clues. Um, but it's actually right there on the part, and it's in a vacuum sealed bag. So when you, I think it's air activated. So when you open the bag, you gotta within a day or so press that in, so the glue can start to uh, to seep.
1: So it knocks you out, and then when you wake up, you need to put it in as fast as possible. Yep, okay, get it quick,
0: <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so from what I understand, you got to just go right to that, uh, and then you got it's, it's a multi-step process because there's also a uh, a piece that fits onto the impeller. Mm. Fourteen it steps goes onto the same. Yeah, it's not quite fourteen steps, but it's a three-step <laughs> process. Okay. Uh, so that you actually have to use some soap to get that on to kind of pre-prime the surface. Sure. Uh, so it's got a handful of little little steps to get that set up correctly, um, but I'll get that in. I'll get the uh, the gasket set up and everything ready so I can button that down, make sure the leak's gone, mm-hmm. make sure that's in fact where it was coming from was the gasketed surface, and then I can make sure I don't have the same noise because I think that was also from an unsealed rear case. I think oh. a lot of that noise we were hearing when we first fired it up yeah, that was, was because crazy. there was leaks in the rear case, so you were hearing engine noise directly from the engine, unbaffled mm-hmm. through the case. It was coming straight through the air. Because uh, it leaked. Oh. Once I parked it, it leaked like a sieve. I, mean, I can't
1: believe puddle. we sat there for, I don't know how five long minutes. it ran. It let but it run for
0: five minutes. No problems. We
1: never saw anything. Not I didn't drop. see anything. And then you you showed me pictures. It was crazy. Oh, it a was crazy leaking. Puddle.
0: Oh, yeah. Half the oil in the engine basically drained out to my driveway. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So, I've got that all coming back together. The ball's rolling there. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting that all buttoned up and... Continuing on the uh, the customization of that project, so uh, by the end of winter that should be a running riding project. Okay, or I guess finished project bike. Okay. So I'm excited there, getting the ball rolling. Got some powder coating parts on order, so uh, I should be able to do my own powder coating here soon for some of the smaller parts. Oh, so your
1: own kit to do powder coating. I got a
0: a dual voltage gun, got uh, a lot of the accessories required uh, to plug threaded holes. So what you were showing me last week, I know
1: nobody else knows what we're talking about. Went to uh, Eastwood, Uh, they had a good
0: deal up to the end of, I think it was basically up to today or Sunday, or last Mm. Sunday, but uh, they had a good deal and uh decided to, uh, I've been looking at it for a while now a couple of years decided to finally pull the trigger on that yeah get that going uh may have an oven set up if not I've got my uh, my eyes out for somebody that's got an oven from their house with a blown stove but the oven works I guess the ideal situation
1: so the other one that we knew I know nobody else knows what we're talking about but uh Don had yep. potentially an
0: extra one he it's not Don available. picked up two he doesn't know if he's using both yet I've put he in the He hasn't tried it. I've have uh, tried to get the uh, he got them both I think for free. So yeah, tried to get the free Slacker Moto donation. One of them donated out if yeah. he doesn't need it. He's got I think already two in his garage. Yeah. So I he wants to keep three of them. So I'm figured out. He I don't think he's figured out which one he's going to get rid of. Okay, and what the plan is yet? We well, said one of them. I think I'm a, on the short list for
1: that. The glass in the front was broken or yeah. something like that. And I, that. I
0: just yeah. found one online that was the same way. I think it was based in. It Wasn't too far away. I'm trying to remember how far it was. New York. Long Beach or something. Oh. Which is far, but it wasn't. You know, it was okay. worth driving to for a free oven.
1: That Long Beach uh, wouldn't be too bad. So
0: anyway, Beach, looking at that, Washington. that's the only step I'll need to uh, to be doing my own power coating. So would be we, nice. I'm
1: looking forward to that. That's going to be really cool. Not I want to see I what you're going to do. Be,
0: cool thing to have just to kind of get some of these brackets and and components powder coated and done right sure so looking forward to having that capability nonetheless uh, yeah otherwise just kind of spent the week rode a few times rode today weather's good today it's yeah. a little cold I'll tell you right now man uh, those fairings a full fairing bike really makes the cold not so bad i came in with just a thin jacket helmet jeans mm-hmm. riding jeans right i, I wasn't wearing you know, winter pants, I wasn't wearing a full jacket, I was not coming in with my, what I would have had today on the Scrambler. Yeah. Would have been full Stormtrooper suit. Yeah,
1: I was surprised, yes. And today
0: it was like, meh, it's full of fairing, and it was totally fine, it was a little cold. I'm not going to say it was warm the whole time. Yeah. But I definitely wasn't shivering, or, you know, it was not dangerously cold in any way, shape, or form for a half hour on the freeway mm-hmm. in 42 degree weather.
1: Wearing uh, some pretty good gloves.
0: I did wear my better gloves, it yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I have heated gloves. I don't know if they're, I think they'd be overkill 100% of the time now. Yeah. That there's some fairing in front of those, in front of the uh, the bars. Mm-hmm. They'll come back for the uh, Gladiator belt. I'll need them for that because I won't have a fairing. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, I am starting to come to terms with these, what I would consider or would have considered, because I'm starting to understand the beauty within, oh. ugly bikes that have a lot of usefulness. Really? Okay.
1: That's fair. I can see that a little bit. You're really taken to this new bike, although I'm surprised there have been some conversations of potentially getting something new.
0: There have. I've, uh, I... What do you mean by new? There's been... I've, I'm always looking. You're always looking. You said, oh,
1: this bike, blah, blah, blah it's only going to be so long, and now you're partial to it, and the practicality and utilitarianism oh, for, for winter, of it. For the winter for
0: limited use... I mean, it's an 80s bike, requires much more constant, I mean, constant maintenance. The guys that rode these back in the day, just all day, every day, I don't know how they kept up on them. It is a lot of time. What are you maintaining? I mean, it requires oil changes every 3,000. Yeah, you don't do that every day. No, but that happens often enough. Okay, every 3,000 miles. Yeah. That's often enough. If you're riding it every day, like you know, if I'm riding it every day, midsummer, mm-hmm. that's you know a month and a half between oil. Changes. Sure, I can understand that. That's a lot of oil changes. Yeah, you know, you're talking valve adjustments every two oil changes. Okay, every three months, you got to crack the the valve covers and check sure. all that. Sure, it's just it's more work. The scrambler, although How was, it it was really expensive required less often of all of this. It was 12,000 miles between anything Okay, naked. so
1: you're having to lube your chain on your uh, new bike?
0: No, but you still have to grease it every oil change.
1: Grease it every oil yeah, change as opposed fittings. to 300 miles. No, 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 fittings. no, no, no. Let's see where we are here.
0: How long? How often did you have to... I probably checked it every 5 to a 1,000. Mm, in the winter more it often. It was pretty. In the winter more often. But in mm-hmm. the summer, it was never less than 500 miles. But I okay. did take good care of it. Mm-hmm. To the same point that I greased the fittings, but it—it it is. I don't know. It's that different. That bike also but ran faster, and.
1: You know, no, but you motor. started off talking maintenance, and I think that we already said that the scrambler required a lot more. Cost-wise, it was ridiculous. Chain. You sure. Were, you had to worry about the valves too, and that just the same. Nonetheless, it's uh,
0: it's a different game. Okay. But, uh, you know, in the winter, my whole point is in the winter where I'm not riding it much, it means I won't have to touch it for the winter, right? I okay. won't have to do maintenance till I'll do one mid-winter and then keep it going. I'll probably do, just because I'm getting into it on the Gladiator, my plan is to do the chain, you know, the timing chain, the mechanical seal, because I already know it weeps. Yeah. And the, uh, stator. The triple the, bypass. Yeah. Do the triple bypass on the, uh, the chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's, it's good, new, and ready. So. Okay. Got a couple of people that have talked about wanting it, should I want to get something else? Okay. So, you know, if I would feel much more comfortable with it ready to go, I know that the value on it would be worth at least the extra money put into the service. So, not that worried about it. Right. I'll go that route and we'll see what happens next year. For next year's ride, it would be nice to have something a little quicker.
1: Okay, so is it going to be full fairing?
0: I don't want to be full fairing, but I am not opposed like the the Tracer and the looks aren't necessarily what uh what I was looking for compared to the XSR. Oh, a change but of heart. There is something too, the bags and the, the fairing and all the, the accessories that are made to go on it. Okay, so
1: buying it set up and just leaving them on. I mean you've left all of your bags and everything.
0: Yeah, even on this bike. Even if I don't need it, I tend to ride with the bags. I don't see it it doesn't really buy you much. The bags are light. It's the yeah. fairing that's freaking heavy. Yeah. You know, and in the newer bikes the fairings aren't quite so heavy. This old bike is a steel framed fairing. Right, like I understand that,
1: but on the chicken wing, you've left everything on yep. there, so you might as well just have integrated uh, luggage.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think there are a number of bikes out there, oh, both historical and new, that have really good luggage situations. Now, I'm not saying that I'm 100% into them, because most of them are mid-sized bikes. Okay. Most of them are not the best looking. Okay. I dare say ugly, but I don't want to offend anybody with these bikes because I get it. I see the appreciation okay. of having that luggage space, of having that utilitarianism. I mm-hmm. don't know if that's really what it's called, but that's what I always call these vehicles. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing about you know cars that have weird storage spaces that look ugly but store more. Yeah. It's very utilitarian. Very Well, even when usable. we were talking
1: about sparkle parts, we had to have we had a discussion about
0: luggage. So my number one was luggage. Yeah. And as we talk about this here, you know, I I agreed that I, I kinda look at these bikes sometimes. And uh, you know, the integrated storage or the I don't know if novel's the right word, but less common, you know, tank locations so that you can have storage in the in the what would be a tank. Yeah. Which still bothers me, but these anyway. you know, these integrated side bags that are part of the vehicle. Right. I think it's very interesting. So I actually spent the week looking at a few bikes. I didn't mm. not in person necessarily. Okay. Um, but looking online, getting getting some information, kind of finding what bikes are this way. What bikes have a Usability mindset way before looks, way before performance, that the number one goal of these bikes in manufacturing Mm -hmm. was clearly usefulness, utilitarian. Clearly. So, I got a couple of bikes here, and I don't know if you know them. I'm sure some of them you do because we've talked about a couple of these. The big one that comes to mind is the Pacific Coast, the PC 800. Yes. I agree. So, that one I get. Yeah. Now my, I would.
1: It's also a low maintenance motorcycle. Super but it's also in
0: that mid range. It's not going to have a ton of power. So it's water cooled, 800 cc. Yeah. It's got hydraulic valves. Yep. It's got shaft drive. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's got integrated luggage the size of you know a, a, a Geo Metro. You mm-hmm. I mean you basically have as much storage as the guy in his Geo Metro, and it's still a motorcycle. And a nice. corner, Geo okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, not but, maybe okay. not but it's got a lot of storage yeah <laughs> and you could probably fit three four maybe five grocery bags in the back luggage of that thing sure and if you haven't seen one google it now look it up it's got you know butt for days yes the back end of this thing is just ginormous it's not a beautiful
1: sleek bike but it's not i wouldn't say that it's absolutely ugly it's, it's just not. it's an acquired taste and the more i've told. seen them and looked at yes. them and seen the practicality in that, I have to say that it crosses my mind when I see them. They come up at reasonable prices that uh, I, th- I think that people should consider it if you want to be able to get out and you're not too worried about high speed or uh, fashion shows.
0: Yep, I, I agree. I think that they have a style to them. I think they're good looking in their own way. The issue I have, and it's an issue I have with many bikes as I shop now, and something that really started with the Scramblers, it's five speed. Okay. you're you know if yeah. you want if you want to sustain freeway in modern freeways and I you and I've talked about this listeners have heard us talk about this sustaining freeway is not the ideal ride mm-hmm. but I've been on enough trips now that it happens and if you want to go for an hour on the freeway to get the next jump that is not freeway but good back roads that hour if you can't break 80 comfortably sucks when all your friends are on bigger bikes mm-hmm Right, they're all going 85 because the speed limit is 85 in Idaho or wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. They're all cruising and you're stuck at 80 because any more than that, you're rattling your your fillings out. And so that's the problem I have with the PC800s. And I think we're going to have that with a lot of the bikes I looked at at least. Yeah. They're all in that similar range. Few of them are good enough to throw a six-speed in there, so at least you can put it in fifth gear and be gutless but go faster. Right, Right. You can overdrive it and go. But uh, you know the PC 800. I would I would probably look at them, especially at the price. Used market, they're not that much for what they are. There is yeah. a bit of a following on them. I think it's a good. It would be a smart buy, mm-hmm. except that it would be basically as useful as my current bike.
1: Yeah, I mean they're all over the board, but and you significantly can find them less pretty easily between fifteen and twenty five hundred. Probably a little bit more towards the two two thousand and up price range. But uh, uh, you know they they go for a lot of miles. You see them on there regularly that have. 70,000 miles or more and then you, every once in a while you find ones that are around the 20,000 mile range as well yeah. so just depends but i you know, agree that that comes to mind but i know that there's others i mean in a more is modern, that your go-to like first thing that comes to mind for utilitarian
0: built-in I think that's integrated the luggage thought okay for me but in a more modern one that that's available now in a 750 but prior to that was a 700 was the NC700X Okay, I know I showed you this bike, I don't know how much you looked at it,
1: but mm-hmm. it's
0: got a big a big hatch, that it's in the trunk, mm-hmm. sorry, it's got a trunk that is a hatch that's in the gas tank, and uh, instead of a gas tank, it's basically got a, you know, a, a molded plastic fuel tank under the seat. So how many of them do this? Fuel though? cell. How many of them use the fuel cell?
1: How many of them have a storage compartment? How many motorcycles in general? And I, and I don't know if you know the number, but it seems like that's not novel or, or unique. I think there's a, at least one BMW that does the same, right? How many motorcycles put the fuel tank underneath the seat? So,
0: I mean, from what I was looking at, and a couple of these I didn't know before, but Honda's got the NC 700X. Mm-hmm. It's got the NT 700 that has the integrated bags. Okay. Not necessarily the the uh, um, the the storage in the fuel tank, okay. location, quote unquote, is not a fuel tank. And there's the F650, which is the BMW you're talking about. It okay. has that. It's not really his. That one's not really a compartment. It's like a cubby, yeah, like a crevice. It, yeah, that one's super weird. It's for your sandwich. It's big enough to hold a helmet, okay. and it comes with this weird spider web that mounts over whatever you put in there. So yeah. it's it's an interesting. If you haven't seen that one, I recommend looking up the F650. We looked at it. It's, it's a weird bike. Goofy, yeah. And they're not very expensive and probably because of the styling. Zero Motorcycles actually does that because they don't have an obvious, you know, obviously they don't have a fuel tank. Sure. But there's on the top section, there's enough to fit gloves, phones. It's kind of a big glove box. Not enough to fit a helmet like a lot of these that we're talking about, but it's got a big spot on the Zero Motorcycles, both (laughs) the D and the DS. Yep. And I found out, and I did not know this before I looked this week, but Aprilia's got a couple. They have the Pegaso 650. Yeah. It was from 97 to 09, which took, had a long run. Mm-hmm. And it had a big, at least one full-size helmet size compartment in the fuel tank, what yep. would be the fuel tank. The Mano? And the Mano 850. Yeah. Which was a little shorter run, 7 to 12. Sure. But uh, it also had a very similar setup, but a little bigger than the Pegasus 650. Right. But they're all kind of that mid-size bike range. Now... I think the reason that I like the idea is it it, it just seems usable, right I mean when we talk, when we talk utilitarian bikes, if you start listing utilitarian bikes or go ask random people, I think you're gonna get the goldwing right I think you're gonna get the ventures star Venture
1: too as well and they the have little glove boxes they everything. have big bags
0: yeah. you might even get people with their sport touring bikes or their you know their adventure bikes that have hard bags attached Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of storage, but there's something to be said about these middleweight bikes. If you're looking specifically for a utilitarian bike, I just, I think the average rider is going to jump on these midweight bikes way before their, their, uh, you know, their Goldwing or their big venture 1800. Similar to, you know, when I'm at home. So they're going to have multiple, though. Is, is that what you're suggesting? Is if that they people did, are going I think they would that? pick the smaller one. If they didn't, I think in real in reality, if you're looking for a utilitarian commuter bike, you want the smaller bike is what I'm saying. Yeah, but if you're wanting to get on the road, I mean,
1: you just stated that as soon as you start trying to travel, you're not going to be able to maintain the
0: speeds. So the April 850 will. The NC750 or the NC700 will. I'm sure that there are options that are, will.
1: that there's that they have the capability of doing it. Now I haven't been on any of them to state where they are.
0: And for what you realistically need, the other ones will too. They're just not going to go 95 with your buddy on his GS 1200 right mm-hmm. the, Those three, the NCs and the uh, the mono will. okay they can do it. They got that sixth year. they're not going to keep up if it's a race down the freeway. Right. But well, we're they're, not talking they're gonna, that. We're, we're talking in going, general. Yes. They're going to be able to sustain high speeds, mm-hmm. high enough to not be the slow guy right in the middle of nowhere freeway. Um, but I, you know, but I, with I, the I integrated with storage,
1: is there more storage on an integrated bike than there is if you buy a bike and then put your own storage on it, if you put your own bags on it no. and set it up?
0: But it is in a very well, useful location. It's easy to access. It's very practical. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I see what you're saying. It's not a, you know, it's not that there's more storage, but there's very practical storage. It's easy to use. You put your key in, it, it pops up. You put your stuff in. Well, the it's whole right trunk in front of you. I,
1: I'm thinking of the PC 800. I don't know where the other ones are. If you need something, you bit, don't have to get but... off your
0: bike, right? You put stuff in your side bags, mm-hmm. and you need something on the road. You can't just pull to the side of the road, unlock the, the trunk there in front of you, get your stuff out, close it, right? If you got your yeah, but you're still having there, to
1: unstrap. It depends on what you've got going on as to whether or not you're nah. going to be able to get in. You're going to have to take your gloves off at least a little bit. Sure. If you're trying to put sunglasses or do something else, you're going to have to take your helmet. I mean, it just depends.
0: But there's a difference between getting off the bike and sitting on the bike and doing all that work.
1: Yeah, but most of the people want to get off anyway.
0: You're going to take it as I a break. Know. Yeah. Right? You put your rain gear in that. It starts to rain. You just got a coat, a rain coat to put above, a overcoat for your gear. Yeah. You can just unlatch that, put that over, get back on the road. I think it depends on how you put it on your rain coat. Does that one work? arm at a time, just like everybody
1: else? Does that work? Do you need to sit on it? Do you, you see what I'm saying? Is there a certain way that you need to put it on in order no. to keep it from pooling in your lap?
0: But you being on the bike doesn't make a difference. No, you're fine. Okay, I'm telling you now. I think I'm
1: going to take it as an opportunity to get off the bike and and stretch, get ready, get going, take a piss.
0: I'm I like the, I like the usefulness, but I also just the midweight size as opposed to you know your big touring bikes. It's similar to my you know my diesel pickup. No. Or my big car versus, my, you know, we've got an SUV versus the little Fusion. If I'm going to go somewhere, I'm not getting in the SUV. It gets worse mileage. It gets, it takes longer to warm up. It has more wear and tear because of the size.
1: Unless you're going to compare a hybrid To a hybrid motorcycle to a gasoline motorcycle. I don't think that there's any comparison here because how do you know the difference between warm-up time between a small displacement motorcycle to a large displacement motorcycle?
0: The temp gauge. That's how you know the warm-up time difference.
1: Is that what people are actually paying attention to?
0: I think most motorcycle riders do get it. I don't know if that's the case. I think they do. I don't know.
1: We'll have to find out. People better write in. Tell us, because I'm concerned that people get on there, they wait a few seconds, and then they let it warm up as they go.
0: Now, the argument isn't, you know, if you're not paying attention, does it matter? I would still wager that they're going to be more likely to get on the mid-sized bike than the big touring bike with the hard bags all up down the back.
1: Is this a modern fuel-injected bike? Are we talking um, Sure, these carbureted. ones are Okay, then I don't think it matters. I think it does. No, it's all going to be able to monitor that, and it'll what, change. What it. doesn't
0: it matter? Are you are specifically picking little things? I'm picking little
1: things because if you look at a carbureted motorcycle, they a lot of the times until they're warmed up will not run because the no. carburetor is stupid.
0: I'm saying you are picking the warm up time as the only thing you're arguing right now. I'm arguing that if you've got a big bike or a little bike, and I'm not saying little bike is in like a 200 or something really small. Okay, but if you've got if you have a garage and in it you're like, "Hey, I just need something to go get groceries. I just need something to okay. go run an errand." Okay, right? My, I'm working on my car and I need parts. I'm and going I'm to not going to go to the
1: grocery store and just pick up bread. Let's I'm, just get that I'm going to AutoZone. Okay, whatever. Yeah,
0: enough that I need a couple of a little bit of luggage. Okay, right? That you're not going to pick the Goldwing. I'm going to pick the big Goldwing. Nope. Still, you're the gonna reason why I'm going to pick the, NC- pick 700- the Goldwing.
1: Is because if it has more cubic feet of storage, I have to worry less about how what I'm going to go shopping for is going to fit in my bags. As opposed to worrying, uh, taking the smaller bike and then having to stress the entire time about whether or not uh, I'm taking something that can carry what I have planned. What's what's on my list? Oh, I don't know. How am I going to... I got to plan out in advance how I'm going to have everything stacked in the bike. If it's just bread, yeah, sure, it's just bread. I'll take the little pedal bike. But no, we're talking about going to the store and I don't want to have to stress about it. I just want to take my bike, get to the store, nah. get my groceries, knowing that I'm going to get three or four bags and that all of it's going to fit. I'm not going to have to stress about but, it and I have some other bags or I other think, options. If I, I think need you're to.
0: taking the midweight bike first. If you had both nope. in your garage, I think you say... Bah. It's big. I don't want to be going through the parking lot on the big Goldwing. I can get on this lightweight, comfortable bike and just get there and get her done a lot quicker, more comfortably. I'm going to argue that it's if you're not going that much different. I agree. The Goldwing is going to be the choice different. all day. I don't know. I'm going to argue that if you start searching what people actually use based on their input in forums, in reviews of bikes, mm-hmm. I'm going to argue that people pick the midweight bikes. They're going to pick a scooter, bikes.
1: they're going to pick the even smaller one.
0: So that's a great conversation. If we're talking utilitarian bike, what's wrong with a Bergman six fifty? I can't do anything
1: other than commute, and my commute is a lot of backroads, and it's not going to be fun. Why not? Why not?
0: What, what do you would mean? Not why be not? Fun about a full
1: size scooter? I don't know. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna do it for me. I think you'd be surprised. You think so? Yeah. Really?
0: So why one. even
1: have? <laughs> Why even have your uh, chicken wing?
0: Yeah, because I think style has something to do with it. And the way that I sit on it, the way that it feels when I'm riding it, is something. But I think you'd also be able to have fun on a Bergman 650.
1: I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that at all. I guess I'm... Just looking at the bikes that you're going to go and you're going to ride, you're going to ride the one that's the most amount of fun. I don't care about the utilitarianism. If we're going to say that you have multiple bikes and you're going to get on this bike over the other one, no. You're going to get on the bike that you enjoy riding the most. And if it's the Goldwing, it's going to be the Goldwing. If it's the Bergman, it's going to be the Bergman. It's not going to be just this Pacific Coast because it has the integrated luggage or because it's the middleweight. I understand that there's some value in the middleweights. And if you only have that, and if you're going to look at what I'm going to buy, I'm only going to buy one bike. And I want this bike to be something that I can commute with. I can do a lot. I like it to be agile and light and be able to get around in traffic a little bit. I know I'm going to be spending a lot of time in traffic. I want to be able to have some luggage. But, okay, I want to stretch it a little bit, too, and I want to be able to go over from uh, Portland to idaho or up into washington a little bit and be able to take some gear and do it really simply know that it's all going to stay dry sure the middleweight's a great option but if i'm going to buy a middleweight and a
0: a heavyweight why would i buy the middleweight i think you're going to find that you use the middleweight more fuel economy makes a difference when you're just commuting when you're running errands when you're just driving around town, things like that. I think yeah, you're going to find already, the middle with the right you're choice. You're already
1: doing better in a mileage on any of these bikes compared to a vehicle. Most that's not vehicles, necessarily true Most vehicles,
0: days. The Goldwing doesn't get that good a mileage. So what does it get? 30s? Mid-30s? Yeah, that's still better than a lot of cars that people are driving today. That's most small mid-sized sedans. I,
1: I'm saying that it's right on par.
0: You get on the NC700X or the 750X, you're getting 60. If you keep it b- between forty and fifty five, you're getting high seventies. Yeah, that's the high speed of it. That's the top speed. No, that's the yes. cruising speed. I don't know, man. It'll do seventy. It'll keep up with it's my not bike. Gonna
1: have it's not going to have the thrill factor to it, man. It's not going to have the same feel as your G- your your chicken wing. No, I agree. your chicken wing going to ha- it feels a lot better than I bet a lot of these ones would.
0: That's probably fair. But they got low horsepower,
1: low, low torque. Sure My chicken it wing is bags.
0: for a 700 or the new 750, I think the 750 is a little bit more spirited. They added 50 cc's, changed the bore and stroke. They played with it more. Mm-hmm. They Basically, the NC700, that's an interesting bike. I mean, I know we've already talked about it a little bit, but it is a Honda Fit cut in half. It is the same baseline engine components, bearings as the Honda Fit. They took the fit engine, the, the 4. It didn't fit, made it so they two. put it in a... Yeah, motorcycle. made it a 2 to throw okay. it in a motorcycle. Okay. So it has great fuel economy. Right? What do you get a Honda Fit for? Not to go racing, right? Fuel economy, reliability.
1: But I argue that's not the reason why you buy a motorcycle.
0: I argue that it's not the reason you buy a motorcycle, but I think it's a lot of what of, after you've had a motorcycle or two, people end up with. I think if you're looking for a, your first motorcycle to be a jack-of-all-trades, mm-hmm. to do where you can run to the store, to go and commute around town, commuter to work, yeah, but to we even saw go on trips it. on, I think it is a great jack-of-all-trades. And I think the utilitarian aspect of it, that you can hold extra stuff up in the tank, you can put bags on it and hold that stuff too, you end up with both options. I mean, it is a very usable bike sure. to where I think, And from what I've read, those that do own it end up turning to that bike more than they thought they ever would because it is so useful in so many environments.
1: I am sure. I'm sure. So that's my only comments
0: here is I I found on the chicken wing that I'm loving the fairing. I like having the bags. Yeah. I'm taking home a bunch of parts for you to uh, to go wash them. Yeah. And they're going to fit in your luggage, and they'll go right in the bags. I don't have to put them in my backpack. I don't have to carry them anywhere yeah. weird. I just bring them right, right in the side bags. Sure. Won't even remember they're there. I may not even get them out. I might forget tomorrow. Come in with them still in the bags because it so comfortably fits in there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but at the same point, I, you know, it is a very useful, versatile bike. You know, the, these new, all the bikes I've mentioned here are fuel injected. Not all of them, I guess. The the uh, Pacific Coast isn't. And I don't, I don't know the NCS are either, or sorry, not the NCS, the uh, the NT. Okay. But uh, you know, nonetheless, you end up with kind of that easy startup warm up functionality of the fuel injection. That is a much smarter system. You're not wrong. You you started saying that that you know the carburetors are dumb, and they are. Yeah. I mean, the, the nice thing about carburetors is you know once your tunes start, you know once you need to touch your tuning, whether that be plugs, carburetor cleaning valve adjustments, whatever it is, timing chain adjustment, you know really quickly with carburetors because the warm-up changes. Right. right. It doesn't compensate for those issues that are beginning, and you can find out really quick if there's small issues or big issues or what's going on, right? Sure. Rough warm-up, you probably have small issues. Won't start, you've got big issues. hmm Right, whereas a fuel-injected bike can kind of push through most of those problems when it's cold. So, uh, you know, I don't know. They have We won't get into carburetors versus fuel injection today. But they have their gives and takes. But these fuel-injected versions of these bikes, you can just fire up and go because yeah. they're ready to rock at any moment. <clears throat> they're good with ethanol gas, which is becoming a new thing, right? They're good with at least the E10. Uh,
1: I, I don't know. They still recommend that you don't use them in Understood. small displacement motors.
0: I understand. Because
1: they actually cause more pollution than Correct. running the But the componentry in it unleashed.
0: is manufactured to withstand the ethanol in the fuel. Uh, more so, your but hoses, most things. Well, and it
1: depends on, on what percentage bikes. we're talking about ethanol. Correct. I know these e10, but e10 still, is as far as
0: any bike is capable. Yeah, right.
1: and that's already pushing it, I think, yeah. personally. Uh, but yeah, you know.
0: reading online, or, you know, and understanding from the manufacturers themselves that yeah, once you get yeah, just sidetracked all into the an ethanol conversation, but yeah, you start getting into the ethanol, higher ethanol fuels, and you are cruising for a bruising you yeah, are they're just not made for giving it. yourself problems. Yeah. I mean, that's even the case with a lot of cars. You got newer car or older cars, you're going to see the same problems. Mm-hmm. Granted, the engine displacement is big enough to burn off a lot of that problem. You don't get it stuck in your carburetors, or you don't get it stuck in different locations. It's the same but problem. You got to be It's just careful.
1: on a larger scale. Yeah. It is. That's
0: fair. Because of that, the forgiveness is greater. Let's put it that way. Maybe. Nonetheless, I think you turn to the mid-sized bikes. And I utilitarian is the conversation for today, right? You and I got into that. We talked about this is kind of what we wanted to talk about. Sure. There's a lot of really cool, weird bikes that I don't know that I would necessarily purchase and own. I would mm-hmm. I don't know that I would spend the money on them. But when someone has one I think it's a cool bike. I appreciate the fact that they have a bike that many think is ugly, but is useful as heck.
1: If I'm only going to be on the road and I want to buy a bike that is going to be able to do everything that I can without having everything that I really Uh, May ever need it to do, and I don't want to invest a lot of money into that bike starting off. I think that these utilitarian bikes, like the Pacific Coast and others, are a great option because you're going to have the storage. You don't have to buy luggage. It's already got it, and it's got a good amount of it, so you're ready to go. You buy it, and you're ready to go. You get your gear, and you're out there, and they also don't have uh, a—they're not really heavy, so they do well, I understand, and I get it, in the town. But if you are wanting to be able – if you know that you're going to be taking it to the next level and you're going to be doing a lot of just cruising down the freeway or something, I think you got to kind of think, is that really what I need sure. or do I need to take it to the next notch?
0: Now, we're, we're not really coming up on our hour yet, so let's get into that. Oh, okay. I don't think it matters what you have. I think every bike can be what you want it to be. The accessory yeah, market – Some
1: are better or worse sure. at
0: each of those sure. – but it doesn't matter. Okay. Right? If you want a motorcycle, get what you can afford. Save up for the accessories. Because there's bags for any bike. There's just yeah. hangover bags yeah. for yeah. any bike. If you just need bags, you can get Amazon cheap bags. that will hang over the back seat. It'll hang over the rear fender. Hang over wherever they need to hang over. You can get, right, fun sissy bars, backrest. that you can strap a backpack to. You can mm-hmm. just strap a backpack right to your rear fender. Whatever you need to do. There, there are ways to just get by. With any bike. If you find the bike you want and it's affordable and it's the bike you can afford, but maybe it's missing this one little thing, right? We right. talked about our top five, right? When sure. we had, when we had people on the cast, when we had Kenny and, and Ryan. And
1: those are sparkle farts.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Sparkle farts. We talked about our top five sparkle farts, but the, these things that, you know, are important to add to our bike. Yeah. Many of the bikes that we've owned, many of the bikes that we currently own don't have all those sparkle farts, right? But you can get all that stuff for any bike.
1: Yeah, but I'd argue that in agreement with that and just kind of take it to another level, I think that regardless of the class of bike that you're looking at, you can always find some that are in those. If you're saying, uh, let's say you, you want to get into like introductory lower cost two to five thousand dollars, maybe a used bike that's in pretty really good shape or whatever the case is. You can find a cruiser, you can find a sport bike, you can find a, a sport touring bike. Each one of those are available in that. So I think you still need to kind of understand what you need your bike for. If it's your first bike, maybe a utilitarian bike is awesome. It gets you on the right track. You can use it for almost anything. Now if you want to go off-road, then you got to keep that in mind, too, because a lot of these aren't
0: going to do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, the NC700X is meant to be a adventure bike, quote-unquote, but a- And is, maybe
1: they can do it. It's I don't, not. It I is don't. not.
0: Okay. As far as I understand, it, it'll go some dirt roads. You can go down hard pack gravel. You can do that with almost any bike. Oh, you can do with any bike. That's what, what I'm getting As long as you're
1: being careful and you understand what you're doing and you're not pushing your limits. I have taken
0: the chicken wing down a number of dirt roads and have yet to lay it over in a dirt road. Be careful. Know what you're doing. Yeah, get used to your balance. Learn how to get up on the pegs. Keep it at the right pace. Right? Don't over don't overrun your ability. You can do that with any bike.
1: Yeah, but not all bikes have pegs that you can actually stand on. You talk about these cruisers. And sure, your, your I comfort agree. level that would is be a nightmare. Be, yeah, yeah. But, so you got to keep it in mind, right? But I know we're talking about utilitarian. I'm just saying that well, I think that they do serve. A first bike, at, um market really well if people would kind of get that mentality. But for me, one of the things that I'm first looking at is not the utilitarianism of it. It's, is it a bike that I like the look of, that I can see myself riding? Not that how I look riding it is most important, but is it a bike that I have pride in walking up to, I get excited about my ride, and then I get out on my ride. The second thing is, how does it perform based on how I'm going to use it? And that's the one thing that I don't get out of these bikes. And so I can't say that I would jump on it as my must-have or want-to-have bike. But I do see them on the market for interesting or intriguing prices.
0: I'd consider it. That's my argument. Both with this, with cruisers, or maybe very much... There are bikes that are more or less single-track bikes. I mean... A cruiser doesn't have a lot of room for non cruiser stuff. Your performance upgrades and whatnot, your your cornering ability. Those things are hard to increase in a cruiser. You know, you got baggage room, yeah, your rake. And you've got comfort. And those are kind of the two strong suits of that. But yeah, you
1: can't change a rake, is what I'm saying.
0: But yeah. But but you look at these these bikes, you look at a sport bike, you look at a cruiser, you look at yeah. an adventure bike, yeah. look at any of these bikes, you can really make them do anything. Yeah. I mean, even people want to get really in-depth in your build, want to get really in-depth in customizing, you can find people that have taken leader bikes and made dirt bikes out of them, right? Yeah. Have put big tires on them, upgraded suspension, done everything they can to make them perform moderately okay off-road, and are taking them down the beach, right, at full throttle Mm -hmm. and and having a good time. And if that's what you want to do, that's great. But my my comment to this is I think the utilitarian bikes, if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to go tweaking on a bike... Yeah. I think that's your bike. I think oh, this is they the come right kind of bike. ready for you to go. I
1: think the appeal for me on these bikes would be that I buy it and maybe – I don't really care about long-distance riding and having something that can go 85 for hundreds of miles. I just don't see that being the majority of the riding that I'm doing. So if I wanted to buy a bike for traveling and I don't really care about – having to invest a ton into additional components to make it work. This is great. I can also use it around town a little bit and I can go to the store if I really wanted to, but my other bike is going to be one that I actually have the thrills on and I enjoy. And it's something that I ride regularly. My argument is you you have the thrills
0: on one of these. Nope. My argument is that if you've got to your point, three to Mm $5,000, buy a $3,000 bike and put two grand into making it what you want.
1: But you don't do that with these.
0: And so that's what I'm saying. If you're not the kind of person that wants to tweak on your bike, wants to add stuff, wants to make it yours, wants to do something custom, different, personal, this buy I one think, of these. No,
1: no. I, for me, it's buy one of these as my secondary. I need something that has bags that I'm going to be able to go on some trips. Some relative. I'm not going to do a ton of long distance riding. I know that I'm going to be riding with a good group. This is my other bike that gets started up, ride it every once in a while. And then I am going to have my fun factor bike. That's where it is. I'm going to have my fun factor bike. I am going to put the most miles. on I don't there. know. I, I think
0: we just go back to needing five bikes.
1: Five bikes. That's good, man. That's good. This one doesn't make any of those
0: five. No, nope, then you don't need this because you have a bike for each of the <laughs> each of the purposes of one of these. Yeah, but if you just have one, this will do it.
1: I agree. I I do like the aspect.
0: I I, I also the idea of
1: it, but I have um, to say that yeah, your opinion
0: know. doesn't matter because you are not riding. Oh, uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Until you get your bike running, dude. I would
1: take any of those bikes and that, ride them regularly I'm right saying. now, uh, so that's fair.
0: That's what I'm saying. Get on one of these, and you'll have a ride. It'll okay. ride better than yours. Yep. If
1: anybody's getting rid of one for free, I'll take it off you your go. hands.
0: Next yeah. person that's got a F60. I, those f six sixties, man, I've seen them really cheap. I know. Yeah. I don't want to pay BMW maintenance, man. I did the Triumph maintenance. I got no interest in that BMW maintenance. That's the only... That's the only manufacturer that scares me more maintenance-wise than Triumph.
1: I think Honda. Honda. It's interesting that Honda is really into this. They've got other bikes that we didn't even talk about, the ST 1100 and 1300, where True. maybe not as integrated, but they still bikes. have it. Right? They have some of this mindset of coming with the gear that you need to immediately be able I mean, to go out.
0: One we didn't talk about the NMV4, NVM, NMV, an oh. NV4. I can't NM4. I can't remember. That weird Batman scooter. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know what you're talking about. Then if about. you look
0: at the bike in a picture up against like a cool brick wall. You're like, that's It's the cool. sweetest bike you've ever seen. Like, yeah. This thing is something from sci-fi Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. And then you see a picture of a guy riding it or a girl riding it. And you're like, what is that garbage? Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. No, can't do it. Uh, oh. NM4. I think it's the NM4. Google that. Somebody probably really Honda likes that NM4. bike. And we're not going to have them as a listener anymore. I, and That's fine, dude. Again, that's fine. <laughs> you park that here somewhere, everyone's going to be looking at it because it's the coolest bike. Yeah. Just don't get on it until everybody leaves. Yeah. yeah. Because it really looks awesome. First I've to seen arrive, last to leave. In person, they look awesome. Yeah. It's not just in pictures. They're really cool looking bikes. Just the seating position is strange. But again, this goes to Honda's. Usefulness. Yeah. They look comfortable. It looks like you're sitting in a recliner. Yeah, which is what looks so weird. You're in this super futuristic, sporty looking scooter bike thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you sit on it like it's a recliner, and so it just doesn't. the The way you sit doesn't match the coolness of the bike. Sure. Right. So again, kudos to Honda for trying these new things. Yeah. Right. They've got the you know the V four. Great touring bikes that that are a little more reliable, a little more usable power, right? can go a little bit faster, rub up a little higher. You know, Honda kind of plays some games with usefulness of their bikes that a lot of manufacturers stick with what's popular. Yeah. Right? What's selling, what's popular. For better or worse, Honda does it. Honda definitely tries to figure out what's going to be the next selling item. How they how they can talk it
1: up. And maybe that's what they do really well, is on the sales floor, they know how to sell what they're designing. I don't know. But being able to talk about all of
0: its... Well, when you look at new old stock and a lot of Honda dealers, I don't think they sell a lot of these. I mean, the, the NC700X is a, great, a great, great example of this. There's yeah. 2017 still around the area. Motorsport Hillsboro, Power Motorsports. Our local dealers have these still floating. And they're less than five grand brand new because they haven't sold for three years. Okay. Right? We're coming in 2020, and they still have these floating in their lot.
1: Right.
0: Whereas, right, so to make up for that, they said, okay, people like the idea of it, but it's not a powerful bike. doesn't have a lot of spirit and soul. They added 50ccs, changed the torque curve, and they're trying to make it a little bit more of a useful bike that you can still have fun on. Right. You know, to your point, it's not that fun of a bike. And that's a lot of the reviews I get. However, everybody I've read that owns one, loves them, pick them over their other bikes because Maybe they're just, just justifying easy to ride, super <laughs> comfortable, purchase. okay, right? You can sit on it all day, and never get an ounce of discomfort. Just they're the most standard position. They're just made to be the usable bike, right? the right. everyman's bike, right. And so that's you know that's Honda's game. They do it often. There's always something on the market through Honda that is just different, useful, and and made just to be. The practical bike. So kudos I agree. Kudos to Honda for doing stuff like that. Yeah. However, you know, you look at other manufacturers. Indian, right, doesn't have a lot of usefulness. Right? A lot of style. Wait, whoa,
1: whoa. Any motorcycle, if you're gonna just call out Indian, any motorcycle, how what's the usefulness well, of a but, motorcycle in comparison to a car?
0: But if you look at like Indian's line, it is style. Indian is all about the look. And hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. And if I were looking for a cruiser, the Scout is the number one cruiser on my list. Right. So I am a fan of what Indian's doing.
1: Well, all of their bikes. Even the new Scout is, you know, a a tip of the hat to the original Scout. You got the Chiefs, Chieftains. They're all...
0: The fit and finish. In the the... same,
1: same boat. But they do have... A usefulness. If sure. you look, they have luggage. They have they got bags. passenger seats. They've, you can use these bikes. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. what people actually use motorcycles for most of the time, they work great. Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: No, I agree. And you can commute all day on a scout. You can wear a backpack. You can, you can commute do these on anything so you, you want. It. It's no. just,
1: are you comfortable and that's what with I'm saying. what you're going to be using? If
0: you just need a jack of all trades that's comfortable and going to do everything and you could do anything and everything comfortably, easily, These utilitarian bikes are great. However, if you know what you want, and it's not checking all 10 boxes of your needs, quote-unquote, for a bike, then buy it, because it checks off seven, and go save that $1,000 and find the right accessories that check off the other three.
1: For one of these utilitarian bikes?
0: For any bike. That's what I'm saying. If you want a Scout, but you need luggage and you need... USB accessories yeah. and you yeah. need these things that are really important for your commute. And these are the things in your mind because everybody needs something different on their bike. Yeah. I'm not saying that you're right or wrong for what you need or want. Sure. Buy the bike you want and then you can accessorize it to have whatever you want on it. Sometimes sure. you got to make that. That's one thing I-, I love about bikes is I grew up with Jeeps. Yeah. And now I'm into bikes and you know, you can just like Jeeps where everything is kind of a, There's bolt holes. There's extra locations. You can mount extra plates and mounting locations on what already exists. There's plenty of simple, visible, obvious hardware Mm -hmm. that can be used to add on whatever accessories or additions you want to custom make for yourself. Right. Or commission somebody to custom make. Yeah. Right? If you don't know how to weld, you don't know how to bend tube. Or don't have the capability to do all this stuff. Go
1: to slackermoto.com. You can
0: you can always come <laughs> talk to us and we will get it done. But there's also, you know, there's, there's guys everywhere. Yeah. There are great shops that can make yes, awesome custom absolutely. work. And I'm not, you know, sure. Come talk to me. I would love to do but it. That's not what you were trying to say. But, but I I'm trying to there. express that <laughs> one of the really great things about motorcycles is how you can make it yours. Yeah. If you don't want to and that's not your thing and you just want to buy the tool and run, that's all I was saying with the utilitarian bikes. Sure. That's all I'm trying that's all I got to say about that. Really? No, I
1: think they I think that's fair. I think like I said, if you're gonna buy a bike and you just wanna be able to use it and you don't want to have to buy a whole bunch of extra stuff to make it work for a lot of different things, they work great. And for me, that works great is a second bike or a third bike. If I can't have my five bikes, get one of these at a relatively low cost, as we've seen, and are you okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then be able to uh, go out and do some of these rides with the group. And sure, it's not as fast. I don't care. I'm not too worried about being the fastest bike. I enjoy the ride. And a lot of these bikes, as you've seen on the chicken wing, once you get into the corners, if you know how to ride with that bike and you've got some decent tires on it, you can keep up. Have fun.
0: Yep. No, I. Uh, you can ride whatever you got. Or get whatever you want and make it work. Motorcycles are for everyone. And I recommend everyone get their endorsement.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: yes. We've said that before. Nonetheless, I think there's a good use for these bikes, but I think there's a good use for any bikes as long as it's checking off your individual box, right? There's things you want in a bike. Find the bike that checks off the most of them. Make the rest. Find a bike that meets everything in the middle. Whatever you want to do. But if you want to ride, don't be afraid. Talk to your friends that ride. Go take a class. Get right. set up. Figure, you know, get get it figured out what you want to do and pull the trigger. Don't
1: break the bank, but buy something get, that yes. gets you excited.
0: If none of these bikes
1: get you excited, don't get a utilitarian bike. Get something that gets you excited about riding. That That's You fair. want to go out and you want to ride. Who That's cares fair. about being able to do luggage? To your point, you can buy some stuff and strap it over the back. Put it on the handlebars. Whatever. Have grocery bags hanging off the handlebars. I don't really care. Love your bike. Buy something that you can get excited about. You may not have that interest forever, but get something that keeps you into it because don't just go for, oh, I just want a bike. I'm going to buy this cheap bike and go for it. Don't do that.
0: So my call to arms here is if you've got a bike, whether it's a utilitarian bike, whether it's not a utilitarian bike that you've made utilitarian, send us some pictures. Check us out on Facebook. You can find Slacker Moto Radio on Facebook. Send us those pictures, post them up there. I'll get the thread going with this episode release. Oh. And uh, we hope to see some of these bikes that either you've customized to do to be a jack of all trades, or that you've bought as a jack of all trades to uh, you know to be able to get all those things you do in a day done. Okay. I know that uh, that's that's a big thing. I do when I ride my bike, I will stop at the store on the way home. I'll do a lot with it. It's not just a you know, go fast from point A to point B. It is needs to be able to be a useful tool in my life. Sure. And uh, of course, you can always see what we're up to, all those different things at uh, Patreon. Yeah. You can find our uh, our page, Slacker Moto Radio at Patreon. Please rate, review our show, share it with your friends. Super stoked to see Ohio show up. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine, welcome.
1: Yeah. We've
0: got a big, big group from Ukraine that's joined us. Yeah uh on the listening boat but uh we appreciate that's everybody that's coming on this journey this voyage on our boat with yeah. us wow yeah i'm okay. gonna stick with that boat metaphor i don't know why yeah but uh appreciate everybody listening it. appreciate all the support thank you all again have a wonderful week and if the weather's good make sure you get out and get some time to love that bike
1: i'll try until next time ride on <laughs>